Good Saturday evening, and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Saturday Night WrestleManiacs, sponsored by Anchor FM. You got the man, the myth, the legend, the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Yes, sir. And of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. We are hot off the press right after AEW Double or Nothing. Just a quick rating show. Take it away, Don Rodriguez. Well, you might as well call this Double or Nothing Takeover because that is a level of, of quality matches and performances that we had from everybody all across the board. From matches that I wasn't expecting to be as phenomenal as they were, like Penelope Ford versus the stand-in for Britt Baker, who is uh, suffering an injury from this past Wednesday, uh, Chris Statlander. So Penelope Ford and Statlander had one hell of a job, told a phenomenal story. Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer, with Cody becoming uh, the newly crowned TNT champion as being passed to him by Iron Mike Tyson. Hikaru Shida defeating the native beast Nyla Rose in a no DQ, no count out match that was all over the place. To be honest with you, it was just like watching the John Moxley versus Brody Lee match in reference to brutality and and imagination and, and pretty much just taking over the entire arena. And Moxley is retained and reacquired his heavyweight championship. Sean Spears versus Dustin was uh, incredible. The um, MJF versus Jungle Boy was hot. Brian Cage winning the uh, the ladder match to become the number one contender was amazing. There wasn't a bad match in the bunch. They all had their highs, their lows, their ups, their downs, their, their story arcs. But I was heavily impressed with uh, almost a five-hour presentation of Double or Nothing. And that's all the predecessor to (laughs) the Stadium Stampede match, which was literally all over the place. Matt Hardy got drowned like five to six times and came back as a different version of himself every single time. One of the the daggone uh, Young Bucks jumping off the daggone goalpost. Hangman Page riding in on a horse bar fights. Uh, I mean, man. Uh, Flags on the play. Jericho uh, asking for an instant replay. Uh, I mean, literally had no expectations other than it's just going to be a bunch of brawling in a, a, a football stadium and end up becoming arguably one of the best action pack. It's almost like an action movie, in my opinion, with so many different spots and moments. They finished it about five o'clock this morning. And uh, yeah, I, I can't say anything else, but just, just call this AEW double or nothing takeover. Cause that is a level quality of, of performance that everybody did. So, all I can do is applaud. Hats off to all the, the superstars uh, or wrestlers in AEW, the refs, the, the camera folks, 
the announce team, uh, the, the staff, and more importantly, the, well, just say, quote, in air quotes, the crowd that was providing the environmental sounds, they, they added too, because if it was, sad to say, on the WWE side of things, it's quiet with it being just the performers, then nothing would have come across as amazing as this did. So, man, I, I can't ask for our, anything else, considering that we didn't have uh, an audience uh, full of people in the stadium or at Daly's Place uh, where they were filming uh, the, the standard live matches. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Well, first, let me ask you a question. We we do this every pay-per-view. What was match of the night? All of it. <laughs> now, and I know that sounds crazy, but I was like, oh, that, that, that's got to be match of the night. Um, but then something else happened and then like, Oh, that was, that was just as good. And then it was just as good. It was just as good. And then the stadium stampede match was just mind blowing throughout the rest of it. So the, the whole entire damn thing was match of the night. I, I can agree with that. Before we went on air, I told you, uh, a plus plus. And I, I think dare I say this was the best AEW pay-per-view of all time. Yeah, to date, yeah. Uh, I thoroughly agree with that. And um, considering that they were in the same month as (laughs) climbing a corporate ladder at Money in the Bank, uh, I I have to say, if I had to compare the two shows, AEW won. Agreed, because Money in the Bank would have been totally different in Baltimore. Number one, sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs would have been in the building representing, possibly from the nosebleeds, but hey, we would have had a better view of of, of the latter. But it would have been better then, but under the circumstances, we get it. But AEW showed their ass tonight in a good way, and I'm just, wow. Yeah, that's about all we could say. I mean, it's uh, it's about midnight Eastern Standard Time at the moment. So literally, we're just coming off maybe 20 minutes, if that, removed from the pay-per-view that started at 8. So they almost gave us WrestleMania quality at this point. So I said, I I can't sing the praises enough. Wednesday cannot come fast enough to see the fallout. The celebrations. Uh, I, I know Jericho is, is going to have the show of shows this upcoming week, and then also the other side thing is to see what's the role of Taz going to be with Brian Cage. Because remember, we talked about the past couple of weeks if he was supposed to be courting uh, Darby Allen, but apparently that's something different. So we'll have to see exactly how that's going to play out. Hang. Page now that he helped the elite uh, win the match. Is he in? Is he out? Uh, Britt Baker is going to give us the update on her knee injury. Is it severe enough to keep her out for a while, or is she planning on going after Karashita or is Nala Rose looking for a rematch? Because it's not like WWE where there's quote unquote no rematch clause. I would imagine Nala would still be the number one contender. 
based off of her record, and that's what uh, AEW goes off of. So we've got to see how that is. Is my Iron Mike Tyson going to be there on Wednesday? We've got a lot of unanswered questions uh, coming out of this, and and probably hopefully a uh, 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 succinct clip down of the Stadium Stampede match and all the highlights. But pretty much the whole damn thing was crazy. So, man. That's all I can say. I, I can't sing any more praises without getting a check. <clears throat> the simple fact that you had the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson, take off the shirt and run Jake the Snake off. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything like I said was, was on all cylinders. Uh, shoot. What else? Uh, Cody doing almost everybody's finisher. I mean, there were just so many things. Moxley choking out Brody Lee. I mean, who, the booking was good. Everything was just was, was spot on. So that, that's all I can leave the, the, the people with. You know, I'm just going to ball up my notes page because it was hot fire. It was straight certified dialogue. So that, that's, that's all I can leave it with, just straight dialogue. I'll agree with that. So, hey, this is probably the shortest episode of the WrestleManiacs in two years. And you can blame AEW for that because they did such high quality. You, you can't, you don't, we would do it a disservice trying to break down everything that happened in the pay-per-view. And Lord knows I took notes on it. But you would be doing an even greater disservice and injustice if you didn't watch it. So for us to go through everything when you really just need to experience it from stem to stern, that, that that's the way it needs to be seen. Period, Doc. Absolutely. So, so that, that's all we're going to give you. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we're going to give you. Because you need to go take your arse and watch the daggone pay-per-view. Period. Grids and dots. And then come back and let us know. And, of course, you hear one voice missing. James is on special assignment tonight. But he will be back probably before the the end of the week. I'm sure he's going to have something to say once he gets a chance to watch it. And I can't wait to hear his rebuttal. It may be shorter than ours. <laughs> I so agree with that. People, so. Hey, look, he might he might do a two minute, and you know when he if he go two minutes, you know it was good. Yeah. So, for the people's choice, the big I'm the big guy, KG. We are the WrestleManiacs. We are out of here. Here's a little bonus content from the Man of the Hour, Delante. With the push. What's up, everybody? It's Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies, and welcome to yet another installment of the push. But now, before I start, I want to um, pay my respects, um, give my condolences to Shad from Crime Time. Um, <clears throat> you know, not only great father, but a hero as well. Um, you know, we. We as Sideline Junkies, um, 
you know, we give all our prayers and thoughts to his family. So, um, this week I'm going to do something a little different. I'm actually going to revisit, um, a wrestler who I spoke about early on, um, well, actually in the early developments of the push. Um, and I'm going to talk about my disappointment in his actual push. Um, and I'm talking about Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. Um, when they created The Fiend, he was supposed to have been like this, and, you know, there's this destructible, like, monster. You know, he was going to run through every, you know, run through everybody, basically. Um, you know, the Seth Rollins um, situation, he came out on top. Daniel Bryan's situation came out on top. Um, he over, you know, overpowered Kurt Angle, Kane, um, Braun Strowman, um, early on when Braun Strowman was on Raw, um, and other WWE legends, you know, we, I believe to the thought that, um, we were looking at the, like, this new age Undertaker, um, you know, but a more demonic, uh, version, um, well, not of the Undertaker, but just the, you know, just this new character that, you know, will be feared and will be on top for all the time. I think the mistake that creative made was putting the belt on him early. Um, I, I knew that wasn't a good sign of things to come. Uh, if anything, I would have waited till WrestleMania, this past WrestleMania, to put the belt on The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Um, instead, it was in a gimmick match with John Cena, um, just kind of like a pencil win match. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, it was, it was creative, but, you know, I, I felt like he, he should still be champion now. Um, he was definitely built to have a long title reign. Um, now, uh, as far as his actual push goes, uh, hence the name, I'm just, I'm disappointed. Um, not only did he lose the Goldberg, uh, in kind of like squash fashion, uh, the, the Braun Strowman match at Money in the Bank, um, I, he could, they could have booked him to win it. Um, but, you know, I, I guess they figured they want to try to give Braun, you know, a little time with the belt. So that's what they did. Uh, still, I, I just think they, they dropped the ball big time with um, the Fiend experiment. Now, you know, you, you hardly see him on, you know, on TV at that. Uh, I know the draft's coming up, so I wonder if, you know, they're going to move him to Raw or Fox, want to keep him on SmackDown. Um, that remains to be seen. But nonetheless, I'm just highly disappointed with um, how they handled this whole uh, Fiend uh, Bray Wyatt situation. Um, I I wouldn't say people shouldn't take him serious, but it's kind of like, hey, you know, you like you 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 lost a Braun Strowman, you know, you you got squash, you know, not squash, but you lost a a fifty three year old Bill Goldberg, and then they had you in a gimmick match at WrestleMania. Um, 
Although he, I guess he won. Uh, didn't see a pin. Um, it's it's just creative, man. Like time and time again, we we've seen them drop the ball with some of these these wrestle, you know, these wrestlers that's supposed to, you know, do well. Um, I think, matter of fact, speaking of Bray Wyatt, I think his first title reign, um, when he won some years ago, when he had Randy Orton, you know, underneath his wing. They dropped the ball with that as well. That was a fast, uh, you know, title title reign. It was kind of like a placeholder reign. Um, but then not only that, when Randy Orton won the belt from him, even his uh, reign was a, a, a placeholder type situation for Jinder Mahal. So, you know, I, I, I question creative. You know, I question exactly who is writing these things Um and you know they they gotta they they drop the ball with the Bray Wyatt fiend thing. I, I don't do I think it's salvageable at this point. Ugh, that remains to be seen. But you know he he's been beat you know a couple times, um, and you know he's just like wow. Um, so I guess at this point we need to let him unleash the fiend every time he wrestle. Um, I understand the fiend wasn't out. When he fought Braun Strowman, maybe the Fiend to come out next time. But you know, it's just like, what's what? What are we doing, creative? Like, you know, who's pushing these pins? You know, behind the scenes, like. So I don't know. I don't know. This is Delonte representing Soundline Junkies. Shout out to the brothers KG, the Don, and the Black Sumo. Everybody continue to be safe. Peace. Yeah.